Welcome to Five Phases Health. Your hosts are Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Over the next hour, you'll hear from experts in the field on how you can achieve sustainable good health. Welcome to Five Phases Health Radio, your guided journey towards personal transformation and sustainable good health. We simplify health, wellness, and nutritional information, eliminating the guesswork, helping you to achieve radiant health. I'm your co-host, Peyton. And I'm Christina. And we're excited to be sharing this time with you. This week, we're going to be talking about the another element within the system um, that we use. And it's going to be the wood element, which corresponds to the... Um, season of spring and spring is all about growth and it's uh if you maybe we could think really a little bit about uh, the analogy that christina used in the previous episode where we planted the seed and it was in the ground covered with snow and it was dormant and it was um preserving itself and getting ready to sprout and grow into maybe this is a really cool uh, Japanese maple. <laughs> and so it's going to, it's going to grow itself into this beautiful, um, shapely, uh, Japanese maple in, in a certain period of time. So when spring happens, there's a lot of expansion and it, that, um, that expansion is, is up. So what we get is, uh, that nice seed begins to sprout and it begins to grow and it pushes its way through the earth it's creates some form. It's got a shape to it. It's very resilient. Um, it um, tends to be very strong, but supple at the same time. So it can move around. Maybe there's a little rock in the way as it's growing through the, the, the soil, trying to, to reach the, the blue sky and the, uh, the surface of the earth. And so it's got to move around a little bit. So when we think about the the wood element in the spring season, we're thinking about this energetic growth moving upwards, reaching to to the to the the sky or the its space or the universe out out away from the planet. But it's and it's something that has some shape to it. It's very resilient and strong, but also supple. So in the in the um, Eastern traditions, they the usually the symbol of the spring and the wood element is the is bamboo, and so bamboo is a very great symbol in the fact that it has a lot of structure to it. It can be used for many things, um, but it also blows and it sways and moves with wind. So when you think about the spring and the wood element, that thinking about that bamboo flowing in uh, once it's grown and it's moving and it's, it's, it bends, but doesn't break. It's got those boundaries around its outside trunk that keep it um, very strong. What do you think? <laughs> I love the analogy of uh, bamboo growing and the idea of strength and resiliency, right? strength or flexibility and strength and strength and flexibility. Uh, the the um, wood element is all about creating boundaries and a definition of self. We would say if we want to talk about the metaphorical side of it, it's the definition of self. It's the one that, like a tree, as it begins to grow, uh, hardens on the outside but stays soft and supple on the inside. And as it's in that state of growth, 
it's breaking through the obstacles that come its way that are in front of us. So referring back to the seed that's in the ground, it has to break through the ground first. And if there's still any ice on top of it, that's breaking through the ice as well. So that, that seed has to be strong internally so that it can express strength externally. And the spring season is all about nourishing that internal strength so that it can resist or be strong against all of the external uh, advances that may come its way. And those may be just, you know, innocuous things and things that we would expect normally as in sun and rain and, and wind, but it may be something that's a little more aggressive as in a cat sharpening its claws on the bark or, you know, a bear pushing against the, the scratching its back, scratching its back. Yeah. Exactly. Or an elephant trying to push it over things like that. Right. So our, the inside of the, of the wood element wants to be supple and resilient but also outside, it wants to be strong and tough. Those are qualities that describe the strength and the, the balanced characteristics of the wood element. So again, we, we as opposed to the winter where we're in the seed and we haven't quite externalized our internal essence yet, spring, as we ourselves come out of the period of contraction and AKA similar to hibernation, right? The cold, if we're in a cold area, we've contracted, we've put on all these layers of clothes. We've tried to maintain our heat inside. There's a, that natural withdrawing to the core of our being to protect ourselves from the, um, I want to say the, the weather. Then in the springtime, as that cold begins to dissipate and the winds of change of spring come and the weather starts to get a little more amenable, then we can start to shed those outer layers and let go and express more from the inside towards the outside and engage more directly with our external environment. So that's the representation of spring. So all of the things that we do to nourish our wood element in the springtime are things that help us to feel strong and resilient on the inside, yet uh, protected and um, ready to face whatever the day brings us. And because all these elements work together, it was really relying on that that uh, that winter or the water element mm-hmm. to have prepared and to continue to um, supplement and and work with the the wood so that it can grow and and, tr- and move nutrients and things around inside of the uh, the plant itself. Yeah, good point. So uh, one way to look at this too is that there is a corresponding um, organ or um, just like the water element was the kidney, the spring wood element is the liver. And so the liver is very similar in structure to um, basically a plant that's growing one of those bamboo trees. It's, it's got hollow sections with inside of it. It's got defined boundaries that line that, um, create the cavities so that it can do its function, which is the master filter inside the body. So, um, the, the functions are similar, um, in, in respect. Um, but there are 
some differences, of course, uh, between a plant and the and a humans. Of course, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> naturally, um, and then it also has a corresponding um, a secondary or what we would call an active organ called the gallbladder. We called it complementary. Was the word that you gave me when we were talking about there we in go. the water? It was complementary organ, which is the uh, gallbladder. Uh, and then bef- actually, though, before we get too far into the liver, let's um, uh, we can kind of uh, link the uh, the wood element, the liver to certain functions inside of the body, certain things that are controlled or that you can use as indicators for the health of your um, your liver or your current constitution. So some of those things that correspond to this particular element are that the, the liver, it controls the blood. Mm-hmm. It has an interface with the eyes. And then it also is, is the quality of your ligaments and tendons yep. inside the body. Would you like to expand a little bit more on that little piece right there? Sure. So, you know, when we talk about the liver being the master filter and purifying the blood, blood goes everywhere. And the liver is such a large organ that the amount of energy that it, it processes, stores, and metabolizes on a daily basis is, is quite considerable. So in one regard, let's just break this down. How does it relate to the sinews? Well, of course, the sinews are are nourished by the blood themselves. So through, through microcirculation, our tendons and ligaments are being nourished by blood, right? So if the blood is healthy and nourished and has all of that vital essence that it gained from uh, the water, the water element, season. right? Yeah, and yeah. the blood is the balanced marrow. in its in its function as well as the the fluids that it it contains. Then it is nourishing the the liver, and by consequence, everything that the blood touches into that balance as well, right? So th- that's why we're we're painting this picture all the way through from everything that we take in becomes the building blocks of the things that of truly who we are and how we. It defines how we express ourselves on a daily basis, right? And then we said the liver is processing all of this blood. So it's creating a certain amount of heat and that heat tends to rise. So in, in the relationship of traditional Chinese medicine, where we're talking about the meridians, in this case, the liver uh, meridian expresses the upwardly through the eyes themselves. So if the liver is healthy, it's said that people have clear, bright eyes when the liver becomes um, congested through toxins because it's purifying the blood over time. It says the eyes become dull, dull. right? And if for any reason, the quality of the blood and the liver is, be- you know, the fat and the, uh, blood balance and the, uh, glucogen balance and so on becomes off. Then we could say that, you know, over long-term periods of time, then, uh, you might develop some eye conditions. Maybe, uh, the most common that we talk about in TCM are cataracts. Cataracts, uh, glaucoma, macular degeneration. Those are things that are rooted into the liver right now. Eyesight in general, like uh, myopia and so on, wearing glasses to see far away or or close up. Maybe yes, maybe no. (laughs) And there's a couple of other things. I know know personally that um, when I don't drink enough water and uh, over several consecutive days, my eyes tend to get a little bit tired and they tend to get, um, uh, have... uh, I'm in the 50 plus category, which automatically means that I have readers. So mm-hmm. I have those glasses so that I can read things up close. Um, that tends to be a, a little more problematic for me um, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes small things such as taking in enough water, 
to help the liver do function properly to, to, to purify the blood and, and um, bring in good nutrients to the, to the eyes and the rest of the body can might actually help your vision a little bit, be a little bit clearer. Sure. If the body's not stressed and the, the systems can relax and do their function better. Here's a fun fact for you about vision, about being able to focus and, and so on. We actually need to have at least five minutes of sunlight impacting the back of the eyes every hour or two hours maximum in order to preserve our vision. And um, just talking about just uh, just a little side fact here about the trend of wearing eyeglasses is because we're indoors so much working on computers and we don't have as much outdoor time. So we're not getting sunlight hitting the back of the eyes. And so over time, of course, we're wearing glasses. But if we, uh, in general, took just every hour, five minutes, went outside, don't look at the sun. We all know that that's bad, too. Just go outside. Just go outside and get some daylight. It doesn't matter. Right. Just go outside and get some daylight. Right. Come back in. You'll probably notice your vision has improved temporarily, and it will decline over time, and you need to go back out and bump it up again through a little bit of sunlight. Ah, and if you could take a moment to just relax and clear your mind, uh, settle maybe into the breath, enjoy the outside time, you get a, a you get going to get a double whammy. Of so you come back in, refresh, rejuvenate it. So lots of benefits there. Multiple benefits. All right. So more about the more about the relationships, right? So we talk blood, eyes, ligaments, tendons. So um, when the liver is strong, we're going to expect to see um, robust outward expression. So you're going to see somebody who's very, uh, stands up straight, stands like up a tree. Sh- straight, straight, like straight, a tree. Yeah. <laughs> stands up straight. You're going to see that person, um, might have a certain amount of boom to their voice, mm. you know, maybe kind of the way I come across on this microphone sometimes is a little bit of a boom to the voice, um, you know, determination and ability, you know, that focus of moving forward in life and, and just getting things done. That's all. These are all traits of the wood, wood element. Also creativity is one of those uh, yep. two, which is really, really uh, nice that if you if you can put yourself into a creative mode and that could be something which I know this is going to sound um, interesting but I generally love to um, use um, pencil colored pencils and just color in <laughs> um, little little graphic sheets and stuff like that because what it does for me is it allows me to I get to pick the colors and I get to be creative which I'm not normally a very creative person so when I get to do that, it kind of stimulates inadvertently by doing the exercise. I'm actually stimulating one of the qualities of the spring element um, and the liver itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, more things about more things about creativity is the relationship where that comes from is that idea of upward upward mobility, right? So the seed is is breaking through. It's moving straight up into this, reaching towards the sky. The sky's the limit, literally and metaphorically in this case. It can go, it just doesn't know the end of where it's going to go. That, that little seed just knows it's going to grow up. It's going to be a big tree one day and it's just going to keep going until it doesn't go anymore. So if we are mimicking those traits in ourselves, then it expresses in humans as creativity that 
that dreamlike quality of, of being inspired and letting the mind wander, daydreaming, getting creative inspiration about things and wondering, you know, oh, what about this and what about that? And, um, you know, multiple colors and thinking, you know, just that that expansive feeling of anything is possible and the world is my playground. <laughs> and all of a sudden you, you tend to be more generous um, that open expansive creates more cooperation. Sure. You, you, you're connected more to the people that are around you. Um, and as a, as a side result, you're have a bit more kindness, showing more kindness to most everything that's around you, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. How it has a, a compounding effect mm-hmm. in, in the movement. Okay. So I believe we are going to take a quick break. Um, we're at our uh, break time. And we'll and continue this conversation when we come back. We'll, we'll stay tuned. Yep. We'll <laughs> be right back. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you tired of feeling powerless over food? Do you obsess over every bite? Dr. Nina is here to help you identify your hidden triggers, stop emotional eating, and create permanent, sustainable weight loss. No more diets and no more deprivation. Learn how to live a life of freedom, joy, and happiness while still enjoying the food you love. Join Dr. Nina as she shares her expertise on how to outsmart emotional eating and live your best life on The Binge Cure with Dr. Nina. Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back um, with Five Phases Health Radio. And I think it'd be a good idea that we can kind of continue on with uh, the, the line of uh, that we were working with a little bit before Maybe we'll focus a little bit here on how to approach this season from a um, activity 
um, and nutrition uh, point of view. Sure. So that it uh, is a benefit. Right. Because there's a big difference between the seasons and how you would, as as an example, what type of things that you would eat and uh, what kind of activity that you'd want to engage in to promote this um, springing forward into action and, and live in life. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. As we transition from the cold and into the light warmth, let's say the growth of spring, nature around us is showing expressions of this. You know, we've got new life coming, we've got the grass popping up and we've got new Uh, plant life that's coming out from different places. And so we ourselves are feeling that inspiration to move, that inspiration to get out more, that inspiration to become a little more active. In order to do this, we take the the resources and the reserves that we accumulated during the wintertime and start to move them from our foundation way deep down into the kidneys and the lower um, abdominal. This is not literal, by the way, this is metaphorical. Um, and move that up into the middle areas of the body where the liver is. And we do that by lightening up on our foods. So instead of having heavy stews and wateries, we begin to do foods that are more sauteed. We do the spring vegetables and lettuces and so on that are popping up that are fresh. And we do maybe some sprouts like sunflower sprouts or different kinds of fresh, bright green, young vegetables that help to nourish and filter the blood in the liver. So these, as we ourselves begin, we've said before, we as humans, if we're sensitive to the cycles of nature, if we start to be in alignment with the cycles of nature, then we ourselves are going to have activities and behaviors that are more in tune for what nature is expressing at that time, depending on where we are in the world, right? So depending on where we are, we're going to have more or less activity, or we're going to have heavier foods or lighter foods. And in this case, we're in the in-betweens. We're in the in-between the heavy foods of winter, which we need to preserve our body heat, and in-between the very light foods, such as watery fruits and very watery things of the summertime. So we're in the sprouts and the greens. So during this time frame, there should be a gradual move from that winter as spring moves into full on uh, the spring uh, uh, time frame when things are sprouting and yep. growing. Yep. How would that look if you were wanting to cycle that in a little bit? Yeah, so I think we would increase our activity level we would become well nowadays we have all sorts of resources that we can do during the winter time to stay active but maybe get out outside more <laughs> right exactly right in get the springtime we see people yeah. go outside more parks are full and people go out for walks whereas before they were inside at a gym doing exercise and so on and again this is geography based so um you you when we feel the warmth of spring around us and the winds then we tend to become more active, the stirring, our impulses to want to get out more. And that just is simply saying, you know, our body is yearning for more activity. Our body is yearning for lightness. Our body is yearning for increased metabolism. And so we begin to naturally uh, stay away from those things that hold us down if we're in tune, right? So we start to move away, like I said before, 
from the heavier foods of winter. We start to lighten our diet and we go, oh, I'm craving a salad today. I don't know why. When yesterday I'm having a, a beef stew, today I want to have a salad with lemons and capers on it. But it could have been much warmer. Sure. Uh, so now we want to start to eat lighter and yes. follow that instinct. Right. And we don't have as, to we eat don't lighter. Eat, right. We don't need to eat as much food as before. Yeah. We're burning off the reserves that we accumulated during the wintertime and the energy of conservation. Yep. Now, what happens if our, our reserves were deficient and our springtime is a little bit out of, out of balance? We probably are going to start to feel like those things we're eating are not enough. Yeah. They're not going to supply what we need. We're going to run out of energy pretty quick. Pretty quick. We're going to yeah. go outside and be like, oh, I want to go yeah. do all these things. And then all of a sudden I'm tired. It's like the plant in the soil <laughs> that doesn't have enough nutrients outside of it. So we've exactly. got to now Great focus example. on adding in some. Um, fertilizer, fertilizer, <laughs> or um, if you got roses, adding in a particular um, supplement to the to right. the soil, the roses, to, mm-hmm. so that they'll grow. Yeah, that would be at least that would be my understanding. Yes, of, of it. So, That's right. And um, I was thinking through some of the so the foods that we would have. So of course, anything that has a lot of green in it is good because the chlorophyll itself that's within the plants is highly nutritive to um, one. Chlorophyll is needed to help balance the blood pH, right? If we don't have enough greens in our diet, then our blood pH becomes acidic. And um, meats and so on, we talked about having meat during the wintertime because it's warming and that's okay. But if we do it in excess, having too many um, animal protein sources, then our blood can tend to become acidic. There's a variety of other things that contribute to blood pH acidity, such as um, alcohols and coffees and so on, all of which are filtered through, through the liver. Through the liver. So if we want to love our liver, that's, you know, if we want to be and say, hey, liver, I love you a lot and I really need you to take care of me, then uh, the liver is very, very, very happy when the liver gets a lot of chlorophyll. So anything that's green, um, all of your, your leafy vegetables, your um, seaweeds, um, your chlorophyll rich foods, spirulina, and things like that. Those are all really great to help support and sustain lettuce, celery, cucumbers. Yep. Um, even a little bit of tofu in moderation. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Cabbages, turnips, I think. Sure. Broccoli. Yep. Uh, Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts my oh, favorite. Those are so good. Yep. <laughs> They're very good. Favorite. Yeah. hundred percent. All of these things are really good to help support the function of the liver because the liver needs those basic components that come in. Uh, plant material to help break them down to support the process of metabolism. And the liver does so much about 30% of um, metabolism occurs actually in the liver. So we have to really support our liver. Now there are many things that we could have that weigh down the liver and make it more um, slow, such as, like I said before, we can dry the liver out by having alcohol and diuretic uh, foods or, or drinks like coffee and sodas have caffeine and then we're drying the liquid out of the the liver and so it becomes hot we don't want to do that and um we we would um stay away from heavy fat foods so like uh fried foods and things that are um cooked in grease things that have a lot of i mean in general i think as society we've moved away from lards but we still have a couple of like maybe traditional recipes that that use that of course so you can't can't beat the flavor on it i get that (laughs) (laughs) but on it you know everything in moderation then that's the whole point of this is everything in moderation what else so (laughs) (laughs) so much So parts of the liver um, also 
requires um, certain substances um, that um, they store nutrients inside of it. Mm-hmm. So I think there are some um, basically some very specific uh, chemicals, um, things inside of the liver that we can supplement with food to help make sure that they're there. That's not just from leafy greens, that kind of thing. So it could be um, basically um, always trying to eat good quality proteins, mm-hmm. organic proteins, um, lower in the carbohydrates, but um, quality carbohydrates. Um, and then our fat intake can be from uh, quality uh yeah, so we're looking at we're looking at whole foods, right? I think what you're trying to say here is looking at the quality of foods and whole foods is um, is is a great way to to measure what we're eating, right? So if it's coming in from highly processed foods, then we might not be getting all of the basic nutrients that we're looking for. And whole foods, uh, plants and and food sources that haven't been processed and added with chemicals and so on would be. Uh, more uh, appropriate to support liver function. Which includes amino acids. Um, uh, so they are helped to convert into fat and store it in fat deposits. Uh, so right. the liver does store some fat and it's responsible for actually the conversion mm-hmm. of um, excess yeah, proteins and carbohydrates into, into fat for storage, yep. which is kind of neat. And we know we need the amino acids to help build muscle and we need amino acids to help build all of the, the rebuild the tissues of the body. So if we get good good food sources, then we have the basic building blocks of what we need to repair and restore the body when we're resting. Okay, let's um, let's move on to um, some um, emotional benefits of eating lighter. Maybe okay. um, the idea that um, we've been eating heavy all winter long, probably. Uh, and I would probably say in today's society, we eat pretty heavy anyway on a regular basis. Um, but some of the emotional benefits for me, at least it, when I do start to eat more salads, uh, more fruits, vegetables, um, those kind of things is that I feel a little bit lighter. I feel like I can um, grow and kind of uh, move out into the world and take action on the things that I need to a bit, a little bit clearer. I feel like I'm maybe synced up a bit with the, uh, the season itself. Um, so it makes me want to go out and, and do things. How about you? Sure. Uh, I think that I feel more energetic when I eat foods that are not so heavy. It, uh, it does quicken the metabolism. It does provide more energy and it doesn't, uh, weigh us down and give us the sleepy, I want to go sit on the couch feeling. So um, I like to be, I, my normal state is pretty active and uh, I do enjoy eating lighter foods that help support that just natural tendency that I have. That doesn't mean that I don't like a good, uh, let's say like an apple pie when it gives me a carb crash afterwards or something, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's good to indulge. 
But for the most part, on a daily basis, I try to stay towards uh, things that support my own natural tendency of being active. And yeah, that does include um, less heavy foods. On that topic, I did want to talk a little bit about because the liver is uh, filtering the the foods and process or metabolizing the foods and breaking them down. Then, and we talked about whole foods that on the flip side of that, foods that have a lot of processing artificial substances and then like flavorings and components, fillers, and so on. These are things that slow the liver down, right? It makes it harder for the liver to metabolize them because the body naturally knows what to do with um, naturally sourced um, molecules. I want to say it that way, right? You know, components that are naturally sourced that come from natural uh, sources, not everything, but for the most part, it doesn't struggle as much, but things that are, have been, synthesized artificial sweeteners, uh, like I said, the fillers and uh, flavors and so on. Those are molecules that are in a way foreign to the body and the body has to understand how to break them down and determine whether they're useful or not. And if they're not useful, then what, where to put it, right? Does it get stored as a fat? Does it, how does it get stored or does it get moved through to become waste? So it, in, essence the the teaching here is that what happens is that the metabolism slows down so because the body's trying to figure out what to do when when it's not there then things just move along swimmingly so just trying to to go back to the idea of foods that haven't been processed haven't been sitting on shelves for a long time and making sure that what we eat is fresh as much as possible uh, and uh, avoiding Franken foods. That's a word that we talked about a lot way back. Oh. Franken foods, foods that have been genetically modified and things yeah. like that. But we're, we're going to leave that conversation for another day. <laughs> that said, I want to say if you're um, inspired to have foods that are have don't have a lot of preservatives on them, but, you know, buying fresh and keeping it in the refrigerator is a challenge. You know, I love to have canned apricots and canned peaches as a snack. And, you know, it keeps me from having to buy fresh fruit and having it get spoiled in the refrigerator before I get to it, at least in a can. I know it's it's going to preserve for a little while. Um, so it, not 100 percent. That said, OK, on the other side, if your liver is imbalanced on the blood level, there are some symptoms that you may notice, such as shaking. Um, the nervous system begins to get a little irregular. There might be the spasms and so on. There may be some skin conditions such as eczema and uh, allergies, and your tendons may become dry and brittle. So these are all symptoms of tight, tight. easily injured. Correct. Yep. Uh, on another way, we talked about vision, but some another small indicator is the quality of the fingernails. The fingernails have ridges and spots on them and so on. That might be an indicator of how the liver is doing. But if you have none of these symptoms, then consider yourself very, very lucky and keep doing the good job that you're doing already. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and come back on our final segment where we talk about what kind of exercises would be good for supporting the liver organ itself. Thanks for tuning in so far and stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. We'll be right back. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? 
Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you not getting the answers or results you are looking for in your healthcare journey? Join the underground each week as we explore alternative tracks to wellness. We will be bringing on experts in the field of bioenergetic kinesiology, as well as hear stories about those who have had success in utilizing this modality. The Underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health. Hosted by Kelly Richardson. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And welcome back to Five Phases Health Radio. We're glad that you're with us and we hope that you stay with us this long. And in this segment, we're going to start talking about um, the type of exercises that are um, help to bolster your level of fitness, create new fitness during the spring wood or utilizing the spring or wood element um, as a kind of a a pathway to be able to um, target that particular um, uh, element in your routines um one of the the because this is uh we talked about earlier because this is a more of a uh, it's rigid but it's springy we are wanting to work on number one would be balance so we're going to be looking a little bit at exercise or activities that help to increase our balance um if you as a side note, if you do do balance work, always keep your eyes open. And if you, your balance is not that great, always have something close by that you can reach out to while you're doing balancing style exercises. Um, so some simple balance type exercises that you can do are is just basically standing on one foot. if you can, um, the way I like to begin that kind of training is just to lift my heel off the floor, keep my big toe on, on the floor of the, the foot that I'm going to lift off from and as I've shifted my weight to the other leg and then try to um, sink down into that leg or that foot into the ground, hold your weight there. And then if you want to, as you, 
progress a little bit. You could also pick the pick the big toe up off the floor. Some more advanced options of these kind of things are to pick the foot completely off off the ground, pull the knee up. Once you do have some balance, um, you can do yoga style uh, standing balance postures. Um, anything is um, an option. Um, but working on that balance, learning to allow yourself to be comfortable in that little swaying motion, solid and stable is a huge benefit. Probably not only during this time of year, it's probably good any time of year, but we're kind of trying to follow the qualities of, of exercises that match the, the wood uh, element of the spring season. Some other options are pressing motions. Uh, so anything that is a forward type of press or an overhead style press um, is always good. So you can think of holding a plank. You could think of doing push-ups, um, dumbbells that go up and overhead. And basically what happens here is, is we are engaging the legs and the core of the body. And, it'll, and, it, and basically the movements of, of doing these activities help to um, basically massage that internal organ, especially the liver is what we're kind of trying to focus on. So being able to um, uh, uh, recruit your core to push in, hold yourself erect. And then basically when you release to do the next rep, you're allowing everything to expand. So we get this nice little massage effect on the liver and other organs as well. But the idea here is the quality here is that we're wanting to uh, supplement and boost the liver's um, natural tendency to to filter and to do its job. Um, also, doing abdominal style exercises on the floor or um, leg raises, that kind of thing, or oblique style exercises where you're um, rotating or turning, uh, touching, uh, moving left or right to roll up into your rib cage and releasing over and over and over again. So most of these style exercises are meant to um, contract and then release that, that particular area that's around the liver. Um, another really good section to work on too are full range of motion type of exercises to help to work your um, connective tissue. And so these would be things like lunges or um, being able to um, do a forward fold and then roll back up the body. All these lengthen. The idea here is that you're lengthening these muscle groups and lengthen them completely in order to allow the tendons uh, to also be involved in that stretch so that um, they understand exactly where their full range of motion is as well, tendons and ligaments. I love what you said about exercising the tendons, since that's a, an expression of the wood element. And uh, what I think uh, some squeezing exercises are things that can exercise the tendons too, right? I like what you said about pushing your foot in the ground and lifting the heel that not only works muscles, works tendons as well, works your balance and so on. And uh, those um, gripping, anything that's gripping, right, will work tendons as well. So if you're uh, starting slow, starting small, you can take uh, one of those stress balls and squeeze it. You start to work the tendons of the forearm and the hands. And then you can work yourself through into bigger movements and bigger things like Peyton recommended to work the um, 
the tendons up and down. What did you say about the, uh, the cross sides of the body and working the abdominals? Can you go back into that a little bit? So, uh, yeah. So if we're basically the idea here is you would, you would engage the uh, cross body muscles by doing um, oblique style crunches would be an example, mm-hmm. or they could be um, side uh side plank, maybe leg raises, that kind of thing also mm-hmm. gets the, the oblique sides of the body, contracts those areas and releases those areas because those are not always used a lot. And your rib cage, the abdominal is all ligaments <laughs> and tendons. Mm-hmm. So being able to work the, those, those things are of extreme benefit. Yeah. What if we can't get on the floor to do a crunch, but can, what else can we do to work our obliques? We could also do, uh, we could do them from actually a sitting position. You can actually curl and crunch forward mm-hmm. by contracting the abdominal muscles from below up into the diaphragm. Oh, you mean from a seated position? From a seated position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the movement is the most important thing. How you get to that movement is, uh, there can be many ways, but mm-hmm. the idea that is that you recreate the movement. You can uh, do that and got many options. We yeah, can also, I've, yep, we can also um, move things from left to right. So you can, you can have a sack full of groceries <laughs> and before you put your groceries uh, that away. He- that sounds heavy. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, a, a lighter soup. one or a can of soup. My, my favorite something. exercise yeah. to a can of soup. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking if it was, if you were seated, you yeah. could reach over and you could grab a bag, pull mm-hmm. it up, and then transition say from right to left and then set it down onto the ground I and see. then move it again over and over and over or again. maybe a little three pound weight sure. or something like that yeah. right be a lot of reach to be able to get well, if it's, it, but, yeah the yep. coffee table next to the sofa there you go <laughs> <laughs> the movement is important right. um so all of these have some sort of component of rotational movement that's inside of them as well mm-hmm. um so which does create that um that squeezing and releasing effect in the torso. Um, so, um, how do you think that we could do that by exercising our, our head too, right? So if we said that the eyes are partially connected to the health of the liver, what could we do to exercise our, our upper part of the body to get that range of motion? So we could do some, um, uh, basically head turns, head twists. Um, so looking left and right is one really good exercise to do. Um, I tend to teach the looking left and right. Um, most people move with their chin, but then that, uh, that allows the, your, your head to tilt backwards as you go into that direction, either left or right. So what you get is you get this rolling motion backward, which is actually, uh, lending itself to the more common um the poking forward of the head I see. Uh, that's today that we have from sitting at a computer or a desk and stuff like that if you use your chin so i like to say that you turn to the left or the right during the exercise using your cheek the mm-hmm. cheekbone and so that keeps the chin down and it allows your head to turn and what you could do is once your head is turned that kind of gives you the idea that you'd lift the crown of the head up. So you create some space back at the same cranial sacrum area. So um, as you turn, um, you can also pause and look off into the distance and then bring your vision back closer to something that's closer to you. So now you have this movement that's actually working, not only a physical 
movement, stretching the muscles, ligaments, and tendons, but also you're, you're activating the eyes, which also have an indirect effect on the liver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said. I appreciate that. I thought maybe we could, you know, as you were talking about all of that, it reminded me of one little fun exercise that our listeners can do to test the connection of the whole body. If you're sitting down or even if you're standing up, if you put your feet flat on the ground and keep your, your center torso, so your shoulders facing square ahead and your hips facing square ahead, and maybe relax your lower back so that the curvature of your lower back is a little less curved, so you're pushing your, your back out a little bit. And then you keep your hands down by your side and you turn your head one way or the other. So I'm going to turn my head to the left. I can actually feel how the right side of my body stretches when I turn and look to the left because I'm stretching all of the connective tissue that comes from the head and works through my neck and shoulders and body all the way down to my feet. Whereas if you turn to the right, then you're going to feel the left side of your body stretch and the right side contract a little bit. But even the, the, the purpose is to say that even the smallest movement that seems insignificant has great benefit. I agree totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some other exercises and things that you could also do um, is, you know, try to do activity um, out in nature as much as possible. Um, if you can do things with uh, bare feet, that's even better. That allows your toes to really begin to grip when you're starting to do some of these exercises. Um, there are some martial arts or some um, basic training type exercises also that you can do um, in that help with the liver. There's several that are very, very specific. Um, so they all require um, just your body and they're basically standing in place. One of the main ones is if I can describe it, which I think it's actually kind of cool is to um, basically your standing feet shoulder width apart. You've got your leading left hand is out in front. The right hand is back toward and touching the ribs. And what you would do is you'd flip over and you would push a ball off the front hand as you pull it back and you press the other one forward. And then you basically flip that hands and do the same thing. Pull, uh, press forward, pull back, pop the ball off the hand that was in the front over and over. And basically what will happen here is, is you'll tend to begin to want to sway in the hips to be able to make the movement work through the shoulders. So now we're starting to work this connectivity between the shoulders and the hips mm -hmm. and just this slide motion back and forth, relaxing, uh, getting into the movement, sinking in, get strong foundation, loose hips, and then allow that push in and out and rocking back and forth. It actually mimics the tree bending and swaying in the breeze, but you get this nice movement that's between the, the shoulders and the hips to stretch and link up those tendons in the muscle system, your muscular system between the two, which I find very, very, very um, feels really, really good. Um, it loosens up my hips and it releases some of the stress and strain that are on the shoulders and the neck muscles. Um, always remember to keep a straight back. Yep. Did you know that by keeping a straight back and lifting your head, you can change your mood? 
Did you know that if you stand up straight and lift the center of the chest where, you know, just where we tend to slouch, we push that out in front of us and lift the back of the head and look straight ahead. It changes our mood. And if you don't believe me, just go ahead and do it right now. Stand up, really sit up straight, you know, let your shoulders come back, let the center of your uh, chest come up a little bit. So you're creating space for the lungs to breathe and lift the back of the head. So your chin comes slightly in towards your neck a little bit and look out, take a deep breath. Okay, now notice how you feel and then go ahead and drop all of that. Let your chest collapse, let your shoulders roll forward, let your chin come down and look down towards the ground. And now take a deep breath. Let your belly come in, take a deep breath. You might notice that from one posture to the other posture, your feelings might change a little bit. It might One might feel comfortable, one might feel less comfortable, but sometimes just changing our posture changes our perspective in the world. And this is one of the teachings of the wood element is holding ourselves up, holding ourselves strong, and feeling that from the center of the chest so that we're feeling strong and confident and ready to face all of the challenges that our life brings to us every day with a perspective of abundance, of creativity, and of the world as my playground. I can do anything I put my mind to. And with that, I think we're closing for today. And it's been great talking about the wood element. We're going to talk about fire element in our next episode. Any last closing words, Peyton? Eat healthy. <laughs> take breaks. Make good choices. And make good choices. <laughs> Get out in nature um, because uh, springtime will be here before you know it. And um, so that way you can get out and, and uh, be uh, take, take part in life. Enjoyment. Yep. Enjoyment. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Five Phases Health. We hope we've given you some tips to improve your health habits. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.